Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. And so, well, he's in Skype. We're back to doing it in distant uh, time. Uh, it's going to be one of those days because we have so much, uh, so much to cover because, I mean, everything's going on. We, we, we're trying to go, probably going to be going every other week just to, uh, you know, kind of get all the info we can. You know, an hour-long podcast is kind of perfect, and I know with all the stuff we have going on. Um, first of all, Tim, how was your 4th of July? It was actually really good. Uh, the funny, obviously, down with the, uh, with the family, so we were able to uh, record live and in person, saw the studio. We have fantastic studio the hors d'oeuvres were nice the champagne it was it was all right um but you know i appreciate you bringing out the spread for me coming down there um the the (laughs) charcuterie board was was delicious um but no it was great got to spend time with family uh the funny thing is is with uh no really big firework shows going on uh my parents live out in the country and we were staying with them there was better fireworks as far as illegals in town um, than there was out in the country. And in years past, it's usually flip-flopped. But, I mean, within the past three to five years, it's, the you know, the city folk have been getting on it where the country folk, I think, have kind of just laid off. And all I have to do is look into town, you see all these big, bright lights going off. And, yeah, very impressed. But... No, all in all, it was good. How about yourself? Uh, same thing. Well, obviously, all the illegals that you were seeing are coming out from by my house because my whole neighborhood was lit up, and it uh, it was almost a better show than you see at um, most big fireworks show. You know what I mean? So I was kind of um, uh, I was kind of surprised at how many were going off, and then our town made the mistake of having the fire department put out a statement saying that they were going to find anyone through the mail that they were going to fly a drone over houses and looking at stuff and i'm like well um huh that's pretty uh inaccurate uh you can't do that that's illegal so you can't find us after the fact um so uh, have fun doing that and then they backpedaled off of it real quick and they said they had undercovers driving around so it was um it was really interesting to get around the drone, you just light them off in front of your neighbor's house and, you know, and run, thing. You run, could, run in their door. You could angle mortars. You could do all that kind of stuff. So it is what it is. I'm not worried. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into it. Make sure you go to all of our social media platforms, facebook.com slash FOMOcast, Twitter, FOMO underscore cast, and um, FOMO uh, podcast on Instagram. Um, the first thing on our agenda, so Tim didn't even know what this was. Um, the Peacock streaming app dropped uh, actually early. It was dropping the 15th, but the night of the 14th, it was actually out there. Um, uh, but it's it's a different app. Um, so basically, it's the same as, you, like, they're trying to do the CBS All Access thing, have all this stuff. The problem is, is so day one, they had a bunch of movies on there, which are all, le- oh, there's like there's a handful, of, like the Jurassic Park one and a couple other ones are leaving July 31st, they had two of the Fast and the Furious movies on there. Both of them left um, 
basically, I want to say, 24 hours later, they were gone. Some people were actually watching the movie, and it stopped because who knows? Who knows what the rights are? Who knows what all that kind of stuff? Um, I don't see anything but one of the shows with, with, I think it's Ansel Algort, the guy that played um, Han Solo in the Solo movie, which we'll talk about that later. Um, uh, and I was just kind of like, hmm, do I want to get it? So I got the free version. Just so you know, the free version, they keep saying free, 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 and they say spread your wings and fly with this kind of thing because it's a peacock. You get two episodes on some of the stuff. You can watch a couple episodes. I don't even know if any of the original stuff's going to have free view or they're going to try and sneak you in. I don't know. Um, did you look up anything about it? Uh, <clears throat> the only thing I looked up was more of the background on it. Like you said, I didn't even know about it. I thought it was one of those, um, instead of being a uh, streaming service for a channel, which makes sense, Peacock, um, I thought it was one of those more so... Um, like what I like voodoo or something like that, where you could watch uh, movies and different TV shows, kind of one of those where it wasn't tied to um, a single network. Uh, so I kind of did a little Wikipedia search on it. And it's interesting kind of what you put on here where, you know, May 6th, they got a distribution deal with Apple. So obviously it's on all of those, you know, Apple devices but not on Roku or Amazon TV, right. which is really surprising, um, especially on Roku, where it seems like almost everything it goes, you know, uh, to Apple and, and Roku either at the same time or maybe one will get it a week before the other, um, you know, exclusively. Um, but it did mention that it will be available for PS4 on July 20th. So that's another little thing that, that I saw um, on it earlier this morning when i looked it up but now the reason I mean, the reason the reason behind um the not being available on roku tv so from what i've heard because um so for those that don't know also hbo uh hbo max um has you can get it on your uh through your at&t account if you have a certain unlimited data and stuff like that you can get it well, I have it. I didn't know. I downloaded the app because I just wanted to see the layout of it when I when it first came out. And they go, oh, you have a free account with this. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I have a Roku TV. So I can't get it either. And what it is, though, is that Roku is establishing... It, it's the same thing that happens with DirecTV every other year, basically. You hear about them getting rid of a certain channel and things like that. It happens with everybody. It's just a fact of life. They're negotiating contracts the same way you would negotiate this and that. And what it is is people don't know. So um, they have to create an app for said TV. Usually I think they actually already do create one that can be put onto the, the service. They just, you know, they don't drag their feet. They just want to make sure the contract's good. And what I've heard is a lot of the times is they basically say, we want you to be able to maintain this app for a certain period of time. So if, if, if you have the app, you're like, oh, hey, I want you to be able to take care of this for the next 10 years on these certain models. So my TV is new from last year. So they'll say from, from this, so 2019, 2025 or something like that. We want you to maintain that app so that it's state of the art. It doesn't lag. It works with all of our streaming stuff. They have to work in their updates. So I've heard that Roku is still negotiating, but that uh, Amazon TV is like, not 
you know, and I don't know if they think like, oh, it's a competitor or it's another streaming service. You know, it, who, who knows? Because there is so much that goes into all this stuff. Um, I will say it was kind of lackluster. I'll pull the app right now. Because when you, um, the one thing that was kind of deceiving is when you pull the app up, it actually has a great interface. I love what they do. When you click on the actual, let me turn my volume all the way down so nothing pops up. But when you click on the actual, like the image you're looking at, it gives you like a, it, it, it flows so good with the screen. I'll have to show you later or just download the app because it's free. And it's incredible because you you literally see the top headlines, you click on it, and it plays like the the news. It has, oh, this is sad. I literally just breaking news. Deanna Kirkpatrick and Aaron Rodgers broke up. So that's like one of the things. So you Ooh, tap so on she's it. single. Good to know. So you tap on it, and it basically goes into the report. And it, you can mute it, go full screen, whatever. But you can keep scrolling. So it has like keeping up with the Kardashians, the nightly news kids as kids edition. It has, um, and it has little clips, almost like a YouTube thingy. So, but when you go to browse, so it's weird. So there's channels. So literally, it has live TV on there. So you and, can and watch. You, you can watch you the can get, news live. You can watch the news live. They have a Today Show all day. They have the Road to Tokyo, which was the Olympic Channel, um, mm-hmm. keeping up with the Kardashians channel. So I do see the benefit of having channels that play everything, but like so, Fail Army. I can get Fail Army channel free on um, Roku TV. So why am I going to pay to have just that? You know, I mean, okay, so they have '80s mixtapes and different things, a poker channel, Poker After Dark. But yeah. I mean, there is a significant amount of things. But what they did was they took like there's a Hell's there's a Hell's Kitchen channel, there's an American Greed channel. So basically, instead of you just scrolling through and streaming certain things, they went ahead and just created, hey, look, this is this channel and that channel and that channel. Um, but when you do browse, it has their picks, feature films, um, the Peacock Originals, which I don't think, I don't know how many of them are actually on here yet. Oh, wow, they got Site 2 on here. And that's what people forget, too. USA Channel is NBC Universal. Um and I think TBS maybe as well. I don't know. Um, they get bought out by so many people. Is never you know. And so there is like there's one called Lost Speedways with Dale Earnhardt Jr. So there's a lot of original original content. Um, but I just don't know if it can sustain itself in this capacity at the moment because it's very lackluster. Because like everyone complained. Let's put it this way. Everyone complained about. Um, uh, about Disney Plus, the thing when it came out. But here's the thing. When it, when it dropped, it dropped with a lot of content still. That you could literally... They didn't put it, they didn't mince words. They're like, here's a seven-day free trial. Try it. If you like it, sign up. If you don't, whatever. The Peacock one is very misleading because they say, oh, this is free. And it's not free. It's not free. You have to pay for it to get the full experience. You're not getting... Not one of those things like like Hulu used to be free. I remember when you watched it online, it was free. You could watch everything on there. So, I mean, we'll see how well it does. Um, I am going to try and watch some stuff tonight, probably before I go to bed, to see what kind of functionality ha- it has for it. Um, but, you know, it's all up to, I think, how good it does this first week or so. We'll see what kind of download. I mean, I, obviously it's going to be high because it's quote-unquote free. But I mean, 
yeah. we'll see what happens. Now, on that, on the free version, like you said, you still get to watch the news and kind of what what's live on. So when you go to yeah, so when you go to the channels, if you go to NBC News now, it's the news channel right now. Um, it it looks like it may so, be uh, so they have NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt, and then they have the NBC News now. So I think what they do is um, is they basically have whatever's watching on news right now. So if there's a live report, yeah. like 60 Minutes or kind of thing, that that's on there. Um, the rest of them are just replays, I believe. Um, yeah. It's just so it's weird... almost like uh, just like normal like antenna TV or, or something like that. Kind of just the, oh, the basic. I will say it let me watch all of the live stuff. So the stuff that's live, it's actually playing it right now. I don't know. So maybe that is a bonus. If it lets huh. you watch the stuff free, because they have they have an office channel. And, oh, it says office shorts. 646 to 709, which means there's no commercials. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. I might have to play that tonight to see how it goes. So I'll do that. That'll be my homework for tonight. I'll try and see what um, what happens. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it'd be interesting, like you said, especially, I mean, if you're just watching the news or even if it's a replay um, of the news or and, and it's free, you know, you could maybe, whether you get up early and you want to watch the news from the night before or, or you have a favorite station, not station, but um, news show, and you could go back and watch it for free. I mean, shoot, that would almost be worth it to download it right there just to get what you know whatever news and not have to wait for the tv um to to watch it on that live especially if there's no commercials you can kind of fast forward or or pick it up whenever so right it'll be like you said it'll be interesting to see how um if it could sustain um you know for the time being i think the big problem is is that um uh the big, the biggest problem for me is, is like so. Fast and the Furious. So they had Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, and they had Fast and the Furious, uh, Fast and Furious, which was the fourth one, I believe. And they were both gone within 24 hours, and I'm like, it's a universal property. Like, wh why would you have it on there and then remove it real quick? It doesn't make any sense. Like Disney flat out said with the Disney Plus app, they're like, look, this is what's going to happen. Um, we'll talk about it later. Um, about something that's happening right now that basically ties into this, but um, you can go to the landing pages and you'll see, oh, like um, besides the ones that got pushed, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff has gotten pushed up because I think things are getting bought out faster because they realize we need more content, so they're saying, hey, we'll buy the contract out from this place, buy it out from there, or hey, look, we'll throw you some money and we'll let you stream it till the end of the contract, but we need it now, um, yeah, a la Infinity War because that came early. But what they said was, look, go to the thing. If you see the movie, you can add to your watch list, but it tells you the date that it's going to be available at the earliest. So, yep. you know, oh, at the latest, I should say. At the latest, it'll be available on this date. It might come sooner. Who knows? Yep. And they, people were mad, too. Oh, there's not that much original content. And I'm like, you got to think. They got a lot of stuff going on. They, they can't just drop it all at once. This isn't about, you know, it's, it's, it's in it to make money. This is a problem I have. Like, my work. I never said what I work. I don't, I don't say even what industry I'm in. And Tim deals in a different industry because he deals with uh, farming for the most part. 
for me, I deal with people. And the big problem with people is they expect something. When they don't get it, they get mad. And like I tell most people is, is with this whole pandemic and things changing and everything getting modified, look, I get it you're mad that you're not getting your content. I get it you're mad that um, you don't think your, your company is thinking what's best for you. Well, guess what? The company is not in the business of thinking what's best for you. The company is in the business of making money. If in the process they can hook you up with this and that, I get it. But I grew up working on a dairy. Tim knows me working on the dairy. We, we Farming is in my family blood. And the problem is people want everything now or they want it in a specific way. When in reality, you got to think, look, they can't be, everything can't be gold. Everything can't be perfect. Everything can't come out with no hiccups or, you know, getting mad. And, you know, a, a lot of people will bash the uh, middle four episodes of, um, uh, Clone Wars because they were filler. Well, I mean, when they have a way they want a story to end, this was what's going to happen. So there's a lot of things with the Peacock app. I think is just not making sense to me. Is the, the biggest thing. And I will tell everyone out there if, if you guys have any opinion about it, go to our social media. If you love it, because I'm not, I'm not going to lie, I know there's some people like me. And when I had a TV in the bedroom, I was literally watching The Office every single night before bed. I'd put it on on the TV in the bedroom, and bam, go to bed. That was it. Um, currently, the, my bedroom's not set up for it. I'm going to have to cut some holes in walls and make some adjustments to put hang a TV in my bedroom. But for the most part, just it's not, it wasn't a logical decision. If I was, I'd still be watching The Office every single night. And that's what then Peacock, I think, is banking on is having the exclusive rights to The Office is going to bring people over. But as... HBO Max has learned there's a lot of shows that while people do love it, they're not going to pay that extra money to figure out, you know, well, do I want to get it? Do I? And I don't know if Peacock has a free trial yet. They are saying you get like I've looked at a couple of them, you get two free episodes. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, if that Ansel Angort one is great, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna probably try and get it, but we'll see what happens. Um, we'll go into my personal stuff first uh i watched uh two things over the past weekend well actually it was was it last weekend oh man because uh when did solo solo came out for the july weekend right oh i don't i thought it was already out no solo wasn't didn't come to disney plus until like last week or week before so i watched solo a star wars story um shout out to dawn um dawn if you're not listening i'm gonna i'm gonna question you in the next couple of days um if you've uh watched it or not or listened to this podcast or not because she's watched solo and she tweeted out on the anniversary of the release of solo um we want solo too i really enjoyed the film it was a fun film it's obviously not my favorite rogue one right now is currently still my favorite um i watched rogue one right after i finished watching solo um but Solo was a great, fun movie. Um, I could see, because they fight, because for people to forget, Lord and Taylor were supposed to be the ones doing the movie, and they brought in um, uh, Ron Howard to take over, because Kathleen Kennedy didn't like the way that Lord and Taylor were doing it. And I could see, you could feel in the movie itself what they were going for. They were going for a more comedic thing instead of that love story. And while I would have probably liked the movie a little bit better if there was more comedic. I see why Ron Howard went the way he went, because he wants to show you, spoiler alert, why Han Solo became so cynical 
and obviously why he fails to try and have attachments. So I really enjoyed that movie a lot. Um, Tim, you have you seen it or no? Yeah, no, I've uh, seen it. When did I see it? Um, because it said it came out in 2018. Oh, and FYI, it came out July 9th um, on Disney+. Plus. Okay, uh, July 9th, so last week. So I was right, okay. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was different, you know, like you said, with the Rogue, uh, yeah, Rogue One, um, and then Solo, which was going to be the first one um, as far as doing these um, I don't know if you want to call them spinoffs or stories like they were talking about, you know, like the Obi-Wan um, one and, and, and all of those or this is the first one like it, which I'd enjoy those because a lot of these characters that you see in the movies besides the main characters, the, you know, Anakin, a.k.a. Darth Vader, spoiler alert, um, you know, <laughs> Princess Leia, all of the, the main characters in that original trilogy um you don't really know any of the other backstories like the you know shoot even really chewbacca you kind of see a little bit in one of them um but you know the same thing with the the han solo or these characters where they're a supporting actor but they play a, you know a major role in it so i think well, it's and side note for those that don't know um Spoiler alert, uh, Chewbacca does appear in Clone Wars. So that made me kind of happy seeing him in Clone Wars. What the heck, man? I haven't yeah. got there yet. You're not going to watch it, so don't even act like you're going to. I know you're not going to watch it. I've watched Clone Wars. I've watched like the first like season and a half, I want to say. I think oh, I'm halfway through so season far behind. two. You have to keep watching it. Um, no, I know. So it, it, Tiger it, King came out, so I got distracted. So I really, I really liked the movie, and I it, thought it was awesome. But then there's also a show that someone told me to watch called Alone. Now I didn't know it's. I guess it's on the History Channel. Normally, um, they have all the episodes. Uh, all the seasons are available right now over various platforms. So there's some on Hulu. I believe uh, most of it's on Amazon. And then I watched the season six. I started watching on Netflix. So basically, the premise is. They pick an area. Season six is the Arctic. The Canadian they call it the Canadian Arctic. And they drop off ten people in various locations that all have plus pros and cons for staying there. They you bring your pack and you basically have to survive out there for at least a hundred days. It's basically the goal. And it's basically like naked afraid, naked and afraid on like the next level. So they literally here's the crazy part. So you have, you have your pack you have to take with you, but they also leave you with a camera set. So you have to set up cameras yourself in your area. So if you, like, you, usually they have you put one on your, your tent or your shelter. They have a yeah. GoPro you carry with you, and then you can put a couple out, like, other places that you may walk all the time to go through. Um, it's super, super crazy. Like, they kill a lot of animals, and the craziest one I've seen so far doesn't spoil anything, but one of the people is kind of like a hippie-ish type of person all about the land, and... She kills this certain kind of bird, and you can tell like she's super excited because she's gonna be able to eat, but she's also sad that she had to, to kill the bird. So she's like giving the bird thanks. And watching these people is just so cool because, for if you're a survivalist or you like that kind of that stuff, it's just so it's so fascinating because they teach you new terms. 
they teach you ways to, to, to actually do survivalist stuff, which I'm never going to the Arctic, so I'm never going to have to deal with that. <laughs> but I just thought it was it was a it was a it was a, it's a fun show. It's called like I said, it's called Alone. So it's one of those ones where, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just it, it's fascinating to me. Um, now, is is there anything on like you said? You got to take you know they could take their pack in there. Is there any? rules or anything like you can't bring a gun or if you do you only get five bullets so you cannot um, bring you cannot bring a firearm um you can bring a bow and arrow if you want but i think most of them have to be a step they have, they have to be able to fit within a certain parameter um okay. but what you learn early on is a lot of them talk about you should bring something to fish with because that's the most important thing because most of them are by bodies of water and they go yeah. wild game is the hardest one because you learn on so like this one guy taught me he tells you i didn't even know this was a thing like when you kill the animal and you gut it you take all the organs out and you have to examine all the organs to make sure there's no parasites or nothing in the meat of the animal because you can't look at the meat and so one guy flat out says he goes there's no point in bringing a bow and arrow because that's not effective you need to bring traps you need to make snares you need to catch small game that's going to keep you going for a while now Spoiler alert for season six. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a curtain or not. I just it's on Netflix. Um, this dude kills kills a moose, and he smokes it in his tent. So he has heat, and he's also curing it, and then he cooks it, and it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. And so like um, you know you see one guy he eats a muskrat, and he ends up getting really jacked up. And they let you bring prescribed medication. So if you are on any kind of thing like. He brought pills because he had a heart attack the year before this film. And so he wanted to make sure he had it with him. And so he told them, you know, I can't risk this. They have a satellite phone and they call and they say, I'm tapping out. So, I mean, the, the good thing to know is they do give them a first aid kit. Because, like, one girl stabbed herself and so she uses a first aid kit to fix it. But it, it, it's an interesting show. Um, it is gory. It shows them killing and gutting and, and cleaning up the animals. Um, I didn't know, like, the guy that killed the moose. So I know a lot of those places up there by Alaska, you can't leave any of the meat or any of the parts of the animal out there when you hunt it because it brings in other animals and that won't be na native to that area possibly or they'll go outside of their area and they'll cause fights and stuff like that. And then, so, so he's cutting the animal open. He's cutting the moose. Well, he pierces the stomach. So oh. it, everything goes, and it bleeds everywhere. There's blood everywhere. He goes, well, basically everything below. Because I didn't know. He says, they say that you have to cut out the liver, the stomach, and something else because that'll actually poison the meat. It'll so taint the bit, meat, yeah. Exactly. So he's trying to do that. He gets a, a, enough meat for, I think he said, for probably, a, I think he said there's enough meat for him to eat meat every day for like two weeks, something like that, yeah. to keep the protein up. And he said he'll go out hunting smaller animals but the one that i thought was amazing was they they put them out there in september and when they're starting they tell you all this stuff like the winter in this part of the country starts normally in august so it can, it can snow as early as august so we dropped them off here in september these kinds of animals leave the area and this time we put up they put them out there as the animals are leaving like they make sure they put them out there in the worst possible time the dude who killed the moose, they put him next to an area that got completely ravaged by a forest fire. So he has like a little small area where it's in, like he has coverage, but the rest of it's like black sand because of all the soot and everything. And then the most prominent animal you see around there is a lynx. 
and the links are federally protected in Canada, so you can't kill them. So they're around everywhere, and you have to make sure they leave. Um, and the only big thing I've seen, like a big animal walking around, was they had a wolverine that I saw, besides the moose. So they had a wolverine, and um, it's just cool seeing all their different backgrounds. Some have tracking backgrounds, some have fishing backgrounds. And um, like one guy is catching these huge fish left and right, and it's just amazing to see. All he's using is a, basically a big round stick and line, and that's how he's reeling it in. And it's a thicker line, so you can grab it with your bare hands to pull it in. And it's just, it's, it's a fun show. I recommend everyone watch it. I'm going to try and go back and start with season one once I finish season six. Because you hear them referencing a lot of stuff from previous seasons on what to do and what not to do. So, it's a fun show, and I hear it's on History Channel. So, you know, check it out. Now, what once you make it through the 100 days, is it any type of prize that you win? Or do you just get the I satisfaction think, of... I know, think it's $500,000. Okay. And each season, they're in a different... Um, area it, like you it, said this it one's appears that, yeah it appears okay. they're in a different location every time because this one says um it said what does it say it says alone and then below it it says arctic on it so i believe yes okay. they take a different area every time yeah no i'll definitely have to check that one out that one's i i really enjoy kind of those survivalist ones um it's pretty and, cool which and there's another one you might have been like i know that bear grills has one coming out on um some channel i don't know what it is i'll look it well, up he had, he had the one was it him the one on netflix where you could he's like hey i'm at the top of this rock do i repel you choose what he does do i repel down or do i jump right fall right and there's there's another one coming out it's almost like a, a game show type one so i thought it was a thing for the amazing race but the amazing race is, is not going on right now so i wasn't sure huh. um yeah um so check that one out Next, we have um, uh, the Star Wars will have a Bad Batch animated show coming to Disney in 2021. Tim obviously doesn't know anything about the Bad Batch. Um, so, and this is technically not a spoiler. So, for those that don't know, um, if you were a fan of um, Clone Wars when it originally came out, which I was not, I did not know about it until um, I got recommendations from Connor at ConCon's Cantina. Um, and basically what they did was they started making the script for the last season of Clone Wars before it got canceled. So there was the first four episodes were already done. So the four episodes in the last season that just debuted in Disney Plus this year, there was already a rough, like, robotic version of it on the internet that someone put together. The animation studio already had it mocked up because they thought they were going to get into the season. And the Bad Batch, for Tim's recognition, and for those who haven't watched it yet, this doesn't spoil anything, the Bad Batch are a group of clones who basically, they tried doing sort of genetic modifications to them, which created them, they're like one-offs. So one has great vision, one of them is super intelligent, one of them is super strong, and uh, one of them's almost like he has a superpower, like he's like he has like uh, premonitions and stuff like that kind of thing. And so basically, they put them together on the bat. They call them the Bad Batch, and they're um, uh, are they Clone Force ninety nine? So um, basically, uh, there's a bad clone you meet in one of them, and he's along the same lines. Is basically, you know, it's what it is. I'm super excited because it extends the Clone Wars kind of thing. I know they're going to bring other characters into it that we know. 
because Anakin has said multiple times he loved working with those guys because they were just as reckless as he was. So that leaves you an option with that. Um, and also, I think it's going to lead to many more spinoffs. Because for those who don't know, if they're already releasing it next year, this has already been in production since they were, did the Clone Wars. Because it, in the animation, while it may be easier than it used to be, they still have to do it. So I'm assuming there's probably going to be three or four other spinoffs that are potential. And I think the Martez sisters from the current season, the middle four episodes, were a potential spinoff, but people didn't like them, so they didn't go. So um, I'm excited for the Bad Batch. Um, it was my favorite part besides the last four, I would call it, episodes, which was really a movie. Um, you know, so when, when would you say, so the Bad Batch, they make an appearance in the Clone Wars? They make an, they make an appearance for four episodes as they help, An- help Anakin uh, achieve some missions, basically. They think and, different than the regular clones. Okay, and they and they come in uh, come into play in the last season, or is the, it before then? The last season only. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I like I said, I kind of you know when you put Bad Batch on there, it's like okay, what does you know? I look and looked it up, and it's Star Wars. I'm like, okay, how is this? What's what's the Bad Batch? That's a general term, and it could take, especially in Clone Wars, it could take off any which way. Right. But, it's an elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. So it's right. like, oh, okay, now and I, and, and I can only assume that they're going to go the route of... So for those that don't know, I mean, if you haven't watched the prequel trilogy, then you, this is not a spoiler, but they have a chip that basically they execute Order 66. And I have a strong feeling because these clones are not exact replicas. They don't have those chips in them. So basically, that's why they didn't get execute Order 66. They just were kind of doing their thing. Yeah. And and it's cool. It's going to obviously, you know, with it being ties to um, Clone Wars, that uh, director Dave Filoni is going to be, you know, involved in it. And obviously, he did Mandalorian and, and Clone Wars. Um, he's, and pretty I much, not, he's pretty much in everything. Ex- exactly. I didn't know he was, like, I heard of the name. Obviously, when you think of Star Wars, everyone thinks of George Lucas. Um, but I didn't know he was that, you know, much of a, a bigwig, I guess you could say. He uh, was basically the heir to the idea of Star Wars. George Lucas yeah. appointed him as, like, he picked him, he handpicked yep. him to continue the story on. And yep. that's why you See, never hear George Lucas complain about anything that Dave Filoni does. Yeah, no, exactly. And I didn't, I, like I said, I mean, not that I'm, you know, really that big buff into it, um, but just reading more up on it and seeing, you know, obviously with the Mandalorian Clone Wars coming out and now this Bad Batch that, yeah, no, he's like, you know, you got George Lucas and he's, you know, right, right there alone. underneath yep. it. And still, obviously, George Lucas got his payday, and um, you know, day, the Filoni is is now, um, you know, kind of in that role. So, oh no, no, George Lucas is not get a payday. George Lucas donated all that money he sold Star Wars for. Well, yeah, but that's tax write off. So true. Um, and speaking of Star Wars, uh, we have to do have to say R.I.P. to uh, Grant Imahara. I hope I pronounced it right from MythBusters. Um, who was one of the main people who worked on uh, R2-D2 in the prequel trilogy, 
worked on a lot of the electronics for different stuff. Um, uh, a lot of tributes coming out. Sad day. Uh, I loved him on MythBusters. He was kind of the 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 one I liked the most. He was super fun. Um, so sad day for that. Uh, I never knew how to pronounce his last name until I saw everyone talking about him. So. Yeah. No, yeah. and it was funny. Right. Um, yeah. Remember the? I think it was a Super Bowl commercial Seven Up, where they had the um, robot Seven Up vending machine that would follow people and spit out the um, the Seven Ups at them. Oh yeah. Yeah, he made that. Okay, I did not know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either until I carry. You know, they have always one of those things. Oh, MythBusters and where they, the cast and where they came from. And I think that's how I think him and Adam Savage. Um, that's how they got to know each other was working on that. Where obviously um, Grant was kind of the the more um, you know making of it. So. It was it was interesting, and I didn't know he uh, had that much of a role as far as in Star Wars and and everything. Or if I did, I didn't think about it. Like I said, I just always remember seeing him um, on MythBusters. But yeah. yeah, no, that that was sad. And he was man, he was like forty six two. I want to say forty nine. Forty nine, dude, did not look forty nine. I no, thought he, he was no. like maybe forty, like yeah. late thirties. And saddest part was it was a brain aneurysm. So it was like yeah. there was literally nothing you could do about it. So, um, you know, RIP. Uh, thank you, Grant, for um, making everything so awesome that you did. Um, you know, we'll surely miss you for that. Um, the next thing we had, we got so much left. This is insane. Um, next thing was uh, we got a first look images at uh, Hulu's uh, Marvel Hellstrom. So this was like one of the first super Hulu exclusive Hulu developed um, shows. And the only premise that I know, I never read the comics. It's basically a brother and a sister. I, I don't know if they're twins or not, but their dad was a serial killer. So they hunt down people. I don't know if they have powers. I'm assuming they have powers. It's super confusing. I just wanted to throw it out there because it, it did finish in March production. So that means we are going to be getting something new um, on that schedule through Hulu. So it does kind of make me happy because we are going to have something to to watch. No, that's uh, that's interesting, especially with the you know the connection to to Marvel on that. And I kind of looked it up, but yeah, it looked too confusing for me to <laughs> really dive into. I think they're trying to do a, um, a kind of a Logan type. They're trying to stay away from. They don't want it to be as Marvel as you think. So I think that's what they're yeah. doing. Um, nextly, there was a trailer. There's a lot of trailers dropping for stuff. I think that they're starting to put out stuff a lot more now because people are home. I know they said that Netflix subscribers and usage just shot sky high. Um, but Nef the, Tim just watched it while we were prepping. The trailer for uh, Fear City, which is it just says Fear City, New York versus the Moth versus Mafia. It's a three-part docuseries that debuts July 22nd. Um, one familiar face you'll see in it is Rudy Giuliani. Uh, I believe he may have been like the DA or something at the time when this all went down. And basically, it's about the mob in the 80s. And it just goes over everything that went on and people killing people and all that kind of stuff. The trailer looks pretty fascinating because um, it shows New York is in utter chaos. So uh, I thought it was interesting. I wanted to mention it because Netflix has been on a roll lately with uh, shows and movies and 
this was the first trailer I'd seen on the doggy series in a while that I actually looked like I wanted to watch it. Yeah, it'll be interesting, especially, I mean, everyone knows, you know, the big mob families uh, in New York, Columbo's, Gambino's, you know, all of those. Um, it did say that it was from the um, director of, and I started watching this, but haven't really got into it, the Don't F with Cats. Yeah. Uh, that's that's crazy. And, you know, it says it sheds sheds light on how the mafia's control of unions, high-rise construction, and other industries netted billions for organized crime, previously unheard uh, surveillance recording, news footage, and archival material alongside new uh, interviews and reenactments paint a shocking and captivating portrait of this golden era of the mob. So, I mean, it says it's going to have interviewed dozens of law enforcement officials, ex-mafia associates, and others. So, and I believe they're also going to release FBI uh, FBI audio that's never been heard before as well. Because I want to say they probably timed it perfectly. The FBI weight or the limit probably. Um, uh, <laughs> yep. It's probably the statute of limitations just ended. Yeah. No. It, exactly. And I wonder, does it say how long each of the um, the parts is going to be? I hope they're like at least two hours. Because if it's three one hours. I mean, come um, on! You let got me look five families in there. Well, that, I think that's what they'll probably do is the pub because it's the five families, right? I think it's talking yeah. about the five families. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's see what it says because it'll tell you on IMDb. Um, there's a bunch of fear cities. There it is. Uh, TV miniseries. So, so oh, it just says coming soon. Uh, oh, I don't want to set that. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, it doesn't. It, it just tells you you can have it pop up and say, "Hey, this is it, this is going to come out on this day." As a reminder, um, it does not say anything. It just says release details, July twenty second, English, and it has the other names it's known by. Oh, why does this keep doing that? I don't want that. Uh, it doesn't say anything. It just has images, and that's it. Um, so maybe I, I'm thinking, I have a feeling it's going to be like an hour and a half, like you said, the two hours. Yeah. Um, I mean, you would, you would almost have to, I mean, if you give it only three hours, I mean, that's not even an hour per family. I mean, come on now. Yeah, no, I mean, let's see. So the wiki might have more information of, um, about it. Cause I, it's a long title. Type it all out. And <laughs> it's, there's a bunch of a bunch of I didn't know there was a bunch of Fear City movies on here. Yeah, I saw that when I was um looking at looking it up. Yeah, so mobbed uh Oh, I bet you Netflix would tell me. I didn't even think about going to the app. Uh no, that's not gonna work. And also, yeah, no, no info on it. We'll find out more once we do find out how long. We'll we'll know because it, it, like you said, if it's an hour each, I'm not watching it because that's yeah. not going to be that's not going to be good enough for me because I don't want the cliffhanger thing. This is just going to talk about it and like even you can see like Rudy Giuliani's face in it. Like you can see his frustrations. It's it looks good. So I'm excited for it and we'll see what happens. Hopefully, um, 
hopefully it pans out like it should. Um, probably my the funnest story we'll cover today. We're gonna go into a little bit of gaming. Um, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it gets a November seventeenth release date and they announced that. Well, and the same thing is, I was super excited because they showed some gameplay footage. Somebody noticed that there's a cat in the canoe. So you can take your pet cat with you on raids. And I just thought that was awesome. So when I was mentioning that it comes out the 17th, I wanted everyone to know. This will be the first game that I'm probably going to pre-order and have ready to go for me because I want to play it right when it comes out because it looks awesome. Um, Tim can see my beard now. I was contemplating letting it go to put the Viking beads in it. I don't think they would like that at work, so I'm not going to do that. But I'm really fascinated by Viking culture and their belief in, you know, um, Mohinder and stuff like that. But, um, well, later on we have a show that's got um, renewed that it has Viking aspects to it. But um, I was, I'm super excited for it. Can't wait to play it. It's funny how you were saying you're looking at the game footage. Um, and like you're saying, with the cat in the background, it shows, you know, the the main character, you know, swinging a sword or what, 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 whatever, you know, fighting someone, and you see just a cat just chilling in the background. And I think it'll be interesting to see uh, see actual. I mean, that was just a, a still of it, but actual gameplay footage. I mean, are you running around and the cat's running behind you? Are you running around and it's like propped up on your shoulder? Or because he wears that, like, uh, trench coat, thing. I don't know what the heck it's called, you know, thing on it. Um, you know, is it, like, chilling in there? Uh, you know, I thought it was just funny and a nice little aspect of it, so. It is. Um, but the biggest gaming news of all that came out, I'm going to combine both. It's the same, same, same item. I just found out more news about it. So, um, PS5. The pre-ordering apparently is coming soon because uh, Amazon set up a landing page. So what that usually means is, is it'll say currently not available, whatever. That means that a pre-order is probably coming out pretty soon. And it was announced right after they, that that kind of leaked out that there is going to be... They're going to have to double the production for this year alone to 10 million units. Now... It might be a little bit deceiving because I do know over in Japan um, they are different. They have a different format. Like when you get games from Japan, I remember they couldn't play on the PS3s because it wasn't formatted correctly or something like that. So I know it's 10 million worldwide, which may seem like a lot, but it may be split up. But that is a lot because 10 million, I mean, in one year, that's just insane. I obviously, I'm not going to get it until they stop supporting games for uh, PS4, um, which seems like it might come sooner than later because I know the Red Dead Redemption, I don't know, I know if you heard about this, but Red Dead Redemption Online, everyone, there's roving gangs of clowns on the game because they're angry at Red Dead Redemption because they said that they're clowns for not giving them any updates. So they're wearing clown get-ups. So... We'll see what happens with PlayStation. I'm excited for it. I like um, the idea that they're going to be putting out a lot more. Um, and along the same lines of PS5, uh, Far, Cry, Far Cry 5, a bunch of stuff leaked about it. So they went ahead and just said, okay, here's some footage. And um, uh, what's his name? The guy from Breaking Bad. Um, uh, Moff Gideon from uh, Mandalorian. 
Uh, I keep wanting to say Giancarlo Stanton, but that's the baseball player. Um, uh, Car- yeah, uh, Esposito, I think his name is. Um, yeah, he, he came out at the end. He came out on the end of the Mandalorian. He is Moff yeah. Gideon. He has the big sword, and his name is Giancarlo Esposito. Um, I yeah. loved him. He was in Revolution, which I love that show too. Um, but uh, yeah, he basically is the main villain in the Far Cry game. And the coolest part is it's going to release on February 18th. And they're so considerate because I'm assuming play PS4, PS5 is going to have like a November release date, probably like normal. If you get if you pre-order Far Cry 6 for PS4, you'll have an automatically upgrade to the PS5 if you own it on PS4. So I thought that was really cool. Um, it was a real cool concept, and we'll see how it works. I mean, so so how was your feeling in general about the PS5? I just I just looked at the um, article on saying with the Amazon page, um, it'll be interesting. You know, I think everyone's you know starting to really get the the hype behind it. Uh, the only thing it says on there is you know coming holiday 2020. So like you said, probably a late November or they'll do something you know around a, a Black Friday or Cyber Monday mm-hmm. um, deal deal with that. Um, I'm I mean the more I hear about it, I've only been really hearing good things, or maybe that's just what I want to hear with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, that's, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, I'm you know I think I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on it a little bit to see when it comes out, especially that um, digital version with no games, um, because I know yesterday got home from work and um, wanted to play some Call of Duty, so I popped that in, got you know played I don't know maybe 34, 30 minutes on that, got frustrated, was doing good, then got frustrated, so I popped in my golf game. But every time I do that, I got to, you know, close out, press eject, take that one out, put the other one in. I think I did that like two or three times. Then I was playing golf, got frustrated with that, went back to Call of Duty. And I finally said, screw it. And I went on uh, Madden and I downloaded that digitally. So I didn't have to do anything. I closed out of it, clicked it, boom, loaded up, ready to go. I'm like, ooh, I could uh, I could really get used to this if everything's just right there and don't have to get up or find the game or make sure I put the game in, in the right, uh, in the right case. So, um, I'll kind of be looking at that a little bit more. So that, that did digital edition and seeing what the speeds will be internet speed, uh, game speed, loading speed, um, with the different, cause I'm sure when it, when it drops, everyone will be, um, posting speeds and definitely videos of it um on on it so that'll be what i'll be looking at so i could you know is it going to be worth it or do i just stick with you know old faithful and having to buy the games um as well so um i'm excited for it i think digital is going to be the the one way to go because i get everything on digital anyways now and i haven't had a physical copy of a game since uh mlb the show 16 so yeah, and like you said, when you pre-order it, um, you know it's already sitting there, loaded, basically in the queue, ready for it. Oh, okay, it's nine o'clock because it's midnight on East Coast. Boom, you're ready to go. 
And yep. you don't, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you said, but there's no updates that you got to um, download. Mm-hmm. Or if you go to GameStop, I could buy it at 9 o'clock there, pop it in my PS4 at 9.15, and I got to wait an hour because of, you know, the update that's happening because obviously let us, a lot has happened since the game um, got shipped to the store and when it gets, uh, you know, dropped live. So that's yeah, another. The, huge, that was the, the, I think the best one is, is that basically about four days before it loads everything up, it's unplayable. You can't click on it. Sometimes yeah. with pre, pre-order content, you can get like screens or images or uh, art, yeah. you can, you some little things. But yeah, you know, I, I think it's. Yeah, it's, it's a great it's a great setup. I think it's fantastic, and um, I'm just I'm kind of uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how it does. Yeah, and I think with that digital only, it's going to be the wave of the future. Whether it's storing it on a hard drive or cloud based system, so I think yeah. this is kind of going to be the precursor to it, especially with all the the hardware and everything um, that it's got. So exactly. Um, so we're going to finish off with, we have a lot of TV stuff before our, our usual uh, Disney uh, little pile. Um, the first thing is, is uh, Batman TV series Gotham PD has been ordered to series at HBO Max. It is supposedly takes place in Gotham City around the corruption in Gotham PD. Um, no further details that I have been able to find because obviously it was probably a pilot that came out. And then... Um, uh, usually people don't know is, you know, you send a pilot to a, a, a certain place uh, wherever the executives are doing their thing and the big thing see, it still says on here Untitled Batman HBO Max Project um, and it says it's writer is Terrence Winter um, oh, based on Matt Reeves' The Batman, which is the new Batman that they're making right now so, um the thing about this one is I don't know if it's going to be too close to the Gotham TV show or, you know, what are they going to try and do? I like um, I like the shows that kind of show the side stuff that don't dwell on, like, the actual characters that are involved. So you'll see, basically, you'll see Batman, but... You only see him for a couple seconds. It's little things here and there. So I'm excited for that one. Um, we'll see. We'll see how well it does, though, because sometimes they even order it to, to series and it still doesn't do good. So um, the other thing that's happened big with the, what's kind of crazy, the last, a bunch of them are um, almost everything else is Netflix and Disney. So I'll go with the, so the landing pages have are up. For Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and WandaVision on Disney Plus. So for those of you that don't know, um, when they put the shows or movies are set to be on something, there's a little page, like we said earlier, where you can see the date that it's supposed to be coming. There are no dates available yet. All that it has on there is we looked up Loki before we came on, and Loki says 2021. So basically all that's hinting at is we know that 2021, we get Loki. At what point, we're not 100% sure because we don't know what status um, most of this stuff was in at the time. Oh, wow. Falcon and Winter Soldier says 2020. So, there we go. Falcon and Winter Soldier says 2020. 
and WandaVision says 2020 as well. So that's right, we were supposed to get both of them this fall. So, yeah. So we'll see. So uh, for those of you that want to look, check it out. So, cool. so the only one coming out in 2021 is going to be Loki? Everything else yeah, is Yeah, and Loki, I heard, is a little bit more difficult to film because supposedly it's going to be Loki going through different times and basically him interacting with different famous figures. And it's going to say, like, this is Loki's effect on different uh, events in uh, history. He's the god of mischief. <laughs> Just needs a little more time. Makes sense. Exactly. Um, a lot, a lot of little bit of news, a lot of little bit of news from, um, Netflix. So we have three things. Um, the last kingdom is getting a fifties on Netflix. I freaked out when I saw that. That's a great news for me. I love the story. I don't know if Tim's ever seen it. He probably hasn't. Um, that one has Vikings in it. It's based on a real king and real history of events based on real people. Um, so you have that getting a fifth season. Um, Space Force reportedly is getting renewed for a second season on Netflix. I really like that show. And Dead to Me on Netflix is ending with the third season. Um, the only one that really I wanted to address was Dead to Me. I've watched a few episodes with the wife, which she really likes it. It's actually a good show. But the problem I have with it is you can only have that kind of premise for so long before it doesn't make any sense. So I think it's a good idea to end it after three seasons. Um, Last Kingdom... Uh, Tim hasn't watched it, but basically the way they end every single season, it could end right there and you'd be happy. There's no big deal because that's just the way it is. So The Last Kingdom um, is getting another season, so it could cover anything in the history. It can up-age people, down-age people. It could change everything. So um, I'm excited for that one. And also, like I said, Space Force. I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was fun. I um, will for sure be watching the second season and binge watching it. And um, it's not appropriate for kids because there's a certain person's name on there that they call um, they call his they say his last name wrong on purpose because they're just mean to him. So yeah. And and looking at the space force, I was seeing if anything came out as far as release date or whatnot. Um, it didn't say anything, but it did say that the major cast of characters is going to be is. So should be back on it. The Karel Malkovich, um, the gentleman that you were talking about, um, and a he couple plays of John yeah. Ralphio Saperstein on um, on uh, Parks and Rec. He's the worst, but uh, I love him. Uh, I can't remember his name because he looks just like the guy from Stranger Things. And there was a big um, commercial thing they did where they were both walking around. Ben Schwartz. Real funny guy. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, so with Netflix, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. Oh, um, Tim added one. Today, uh, Carol Baskin and her husband, uh, what's his name? Is it Thomas or Howard? Oh, I can't remember. I, I can't remember either. They um, did a cover of 50 Cent in the Club for one of their viewers' birthday. Um, they sang it with um, a, Bacardi, a bottle of Bacardi, and um, they sang it on their own, and they started playing it and dancing. It was really weird. Uh, I don't even know how to respond to it. It was just different, and uh, yeah, I guess they're going to try and stay in the limelight, I guess. Yeah, no, it's interesting. His name is Howard Baskins. Howard um, Baskin, okay. Yeah, obviously, she has, 
you know, she hasn't fed him to the tigers yet with the sardine oil. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that. It came up on a, on a bar stool thread. And yeah, when I sent it, yeah. when I sent it to you, I didn't even watch the video yet because I wasn't on, it was either right before or right after my lunch break. Um, then when I left the office to, to go out, I looked at it and very awkward, definitely, um, like the old people trying to be cool. Um, and like you said, he had the bottle of Bacardi pretending to drink out of it. Um, and then when you think the video's done, then they play the actual, you know, uh, music, song yeah. and they start dancing to it and it's the most awkward it's almost like um you know say your your parents retired and live in florida used to live in california and they do that hi chris happy birthday and then you know try to be funny and it's like oh my gosh that is so awkward and of course it had to be them two doing it so yeah i saw that pop up and i didn't know Without watching it, I didn't even know what the heck it was going to be. I thought they did like a video, you know, a little video montage of it. But no, it was just them singing, happy, you know, saying happy birthday to, uh, you know, I guess a cool cat or kitten that listens to them. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, Very often. It, it was different. It was 100% yeah. different. It, if you haven't seen it, I think everyone should watch it before they go to bed. That is a good idea. And I accidentally deleted. Dang it, man. I accidentally deleted. Oh, there we go. Um, uh, recently deleted. This is dumb. Well, before you go into Disney, do you want to talk about Tenet really Tenet, quick? Yeah. So I deleted everything else that's left. I had an accident. Great. I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, uh, yes. So Tenet, uh, basically, I used to hit. So I guess Christopher Nolan and Warner Brothers, I think it's Warner Brothers that makes our fighting right now, but they released that Tenet has to make at least $800 million to break even. That's insane. To That's break just like even. To break even. even. And I that. do know I do know before everything went down, uh, the pandemic, that there was a lot of... Um, basically advertisements went out and I know they put a lot on Hulu and they put, they put ads everywhere. I mean, there were just nonstop ads when the first ad came out. And so, I mean, we'll see what happens. I just thought it was interesting to put out there. There was $800 million that it has to break even. So, and they're saying a lot of theaters won't open until next year. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, the first thing I can remember on our list for Disney was the fact that Hong Kong Disneyland is closing back down. Um, it's just, it is what it is. There's another surge in COVID-19. Things were fine when they were open. And now they're just taking preemptive measures to close down. Um, so, you know, that was kind of news. Um, then the craziest one I saw was Disney is uh, contemplating taking legal action against pass holders who hoard Splash Mountain memorabilia and try and sell it on the internet. I know they have done that before for other things. Whenever they catch someone selling certain things in bulk, um, I know with the pins, if they catch you selling multiple of it, they could take the, have the ad taken down because you are now a wholesaler and they don't want wholesale stuff like that. So that is kind of like a loophole. Is a lot of people will just put one at a time. Oh, hey, look, I have a limited edition pin kind of thing. Um, 
so I mean, I don't know if they'll actually do it, but I know they can track. They can tell. They can. They they have more information than you know about your past. So you got to be careful when you're selling stuff on eBay. Yeah, uh, and, and when you get an, uh, an annual pass too, I mean, there's a lot in that fine print that they could basically remove it. You know, I don't want to say at any time, but they own the pass. The pass is owned by them. That is very, very, very apparent. Oh yeah, no, it, exactly. And I can't remember what it was before. If it was, um, I'm trying to remember if it was Tower of Terror stuff when it went uh, switched over. Um, to Guardians of the Galaxy, or uh, like you said before, they have done that and enforced it. And I know on a couple of uh, podcasts and just on Facebook pages, people did get their pass revoked because they were selling stuff on eBay, whether it was their first time doing it or, I mean, there's people that'll take pre-orders of stuff that you Mm -hmm. pay them, you know, maybe like a, a down payment and then once you get, okay, hey, I have yours in hand, send me the rest of your payment, I'll send it over to you. Yeah. So, you know, you get to that, and even, obviously, with Disney Springs opening up before uh, down in Florida before downtown Disney, there was pictures I saw of, I'm assuming it was a couple, it was a guy and a gal together, there was a picture taken from the back, and they each had, like, three sacks, not the bags, but the big, almost look like garbage, uh, garbage bag sacks full of um, the ones that, that I could see were the plushes of all Splash Mountain characters. Yep. It's like, okay, really? You, you need 20 of them? And it's like, you know, those are going straight on eBay, Craigslist, you know, where, wherever it is. And, you know, it's sad because you get the people that may actually like Splash Mountain or can't make it there um, to buy it. So they got to go on, if they really want it, they got to go on eBay and pay, you know, five, four six times. Yeah. Yep, exactly. That, that um, much more to get it. Um, and it's, you know, it's sad. But the one thing that I have uh, seen a YouTuber that I watch that every day, once they, they put out a certain amount of Splash Mountain memorabilia, or whatever you want to call it, um, and once it's done for the day, that's it. And then the next morning, they put out more. Then, you know, once it's done, the next morning, they put out more. So yeah, it's not they, just they, put they it all out. All, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's better. Um, but you could go on, and there was just a podcast i was listening to today oh there was coins and i forgot what the coins were for um and they're normally 150 dollars if you bought it and the cheapest one on ebay was 450 and the most expensive one was 1200 and there was already 10 sold and two left so i mean it's it's a big business i mean uh, you know I'll, i'll find something at a garage sale or a swap meet um and hey i bought it for five bucks but it's worth you know 20 i'm not going out and reselling it i just bring it home wife wife gets mad because she's like why did you buy that i bought it for five bucks it was worth 20 okay you're gonna sell it no because the older it gets it's in good condition or it's got the cover to it it's only gonna go up i'm buying it for my kid for my kids kids well she doesn't she doesn't appreciate that but 
Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I kind of blame Disneyland too, because if it is that big of a problem, put a limit on it, make it harder for them to get it. You know, they, if you, they, if normally, you want... they normally usually do that, but lately yep. they've been kind of being real lax about it. Cause I yes. think they know yep. they probably, when they figured out they were going to change the attraction, they started, started pumping out production of all the products they were going to put out there and oh, they yeah. want to sell out as much as possible. Yep. And I mean, Disneyland's make, I mean, Disney's making money on it. You know, the other people are turning around and reselling it. So, I mean, Disney's getting their buck no matter what, whether you buy one or 15 of them, they're still making, you know, probably three, four, 500 times, whatever it is, their base cost on it. But it's just, you know, I kind of feel for people who are like, Hey, I tried to get it, but the guy in front of me bought, um, you know, the whole rack of them. And I just wanted one. And I asked the guy, Hey, you paid 20 bucks. I'll pay you 25 bucks for it. Oh, nope. I'm going to get 50 bucks for it or, or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, but I mean, if people's passes gets revoked, I mean, that's, you can't, you, it is what it is. Exactly. You can't be mad because that's all of them say not for resale. So exactly. But, uh, and then the, the last thing we had to talk about was the Howard trailer, correct? Oh Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, after the the uh, Walt Disney World picks look deceiving, low attendance. Oh, I was just going to say that um, someone shared a picture, and they're like, look how disgusting these people are in line when they had the um, opening. And when you look at a picture from the side, you can see someone saw them taking a picture, and the lady took a picture of her family, and they were like eight feet apart, but it looked like they were right next to each other because of the way the line was. So there has been low attendance. It's been very quiet. Um so we'll see if they even stay open because it's not logical. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but I am. And, and and kind of just going on that, I guess, um, I mean, I guess you can't really report on it. But from what I've heard is that a lot of people that had tickets to go already, you know, they say, hey, hold on to your tickets and you'll get first priority when it opens, that those people aren't um, – buying tickets so they right. got you know x amount for annual pass holders x amount for general public and probably x amount you know however it, it is hey it's thirty thousand, yeah. it's 10 10 and 10 well i guess those people that already had tickets aren't um you know coming back and purchasing them right now so you got the parks is even you know not less crowded due to that and then you get some people that are saying well, why can't they release those to, you know, the general public like two days before or a day before? Then that way you could kind of get more people. It's like, man, Disney kind of wants not not it to be full capacity at their new modified capacity right now. Because, like you said, you're going to get people that uh, take the pictures like that and, oh, hey, you know, boo on Disney, they're open you know, Florida numbers are through the roof right now with, with COVID, but Disney's opening up, yada, yada, yada. So um, it's it's interesting to see that. And, uh, you know, everything that I've seen videos, I mean, shoot, people are, I think they said the most they've had to wait has been like 20 minutes in a line, which is nothing. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, and I mean, then they got, they got thing- it, they got it, they got uh, a lot of, um, they got a lot of stuff that they got right with opening it up the way they did. We'll just see if it stays open. Yeah. The other quick thing that I was going to throw in is you are required to use, wear a face mask to come in 
and most of the cast members are wearing not only face masks but face shields. Um, but you cannot wear neck gaiters or nope. open chin triangle bandanas. Nope. Which, which is funny because when they did the preview days, uh, people that came in with neck gaiters, they gave them like a temporary uh, face mask. And then mm-hmm. the very next day they said, nope, you got to buy one or, you know, you're not allowed to have it. But it's funny because on their uh, their website, it says, you know, it has to fit snugly but comfortably against the side of the face, fully cover the nose and mouth and secure and and secure under the chin. So I get the, the bandanas. That's what I use usually if I'm um, out and about and need to get gas or, you know, grab a bottle of water or Gatorade. I could put it on really quick, take it off. I'm only in there. I mean, most of the people in Quickie Marts, at least down in my neck of the woods and where I work at, I think I'm one of the few besides the employees that actually wear uh, a face covering. I mean, whatever to each his own. But it's interesting how the net gators, how they're having a problem with that. And my thought is, is that it covers too much of the face. Um, you know, how you're not allowed to wear masks or anything into Disney. Um, Probably. Uh, you know, that's what, what I'm thinking. But, you know, uh, I did a little research on the CDC and everything today as far as what they, um, CDC Center for Disease and Control, if you don't know that, and World Health Organization, as far as if they had any recommendations or what their thoughts are on, on net gators or anything similar to that, I could not find, to be honest, I could not find anything on it. As far as all of the face coverings, it was the normal, you know, your cloth ones, your N95s, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, oh, what's the other ones? More like dust masks, like neoprene, whatnot. But as far as net gators, there was really nothing on there. So it's interesting. And I like them. I mean, when me and you went golfing, we both warm into the clubhouse because they're easy enough and they keep the sun all off your neck. So um, we'll see if that'll that'll change or not. And I guess uh, I did see pictures of Disney Springs when they did the soft open that there was a couple stores that were even selling them. So Oh, yeah. They've already said they're going to make a lot of money off of that. Yeah, so I wonder if they still have the net gators for uh, for sale down there or not, or if they took them off since it's not, you know, they're not um, allowing guests uh, in with them. So, and for I those guess, that do go to Disney World, make sure you wear the mask when you're taking uh, photos in the rides, because if you do not have a uh, mask when they yep. take a picture on the ride, you will not get the photo. Yep. And then one one last quick thing before I'll let, let you move on is that the virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance, have you seen how they have changed that up? No, how they change it. So it's essentially exactly the same how it has been, but they're releasing them in blocks. So you get, they'll release uh, a block of them at 10 o'clock, a block of them at 1 o'clock, and then another block of them at 4 o'clock. So you'll have three chances of being able to, um, you know, get your, secure your spot in line which I bet you that's how it's going to be from here on out until the uh, the hype or, you know, the line starts to die down on that, which makes oh, sense. Probably, when yeah. I, I mean, when I was there in, uh, when did I go? It was either beginning of, end of January, beginning of February. I mean, we got there, uh, I think 
gates opened. I mean, uh, park opened at eight, so that's the earliest you could get the 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 tickets, um, or in the virtual queue. And we were there about seven fifteen. There's hardly any line um, to get into the park. And then obviously, you know, seven forty five, you could tell everyone was there. And at eight o'clock, everyone was was on the phone getting them. And by eight oh one, all of them were gone. So I mean, one minute. So if you stepped yeah. into the gate at 805 five minutes there's no chance you're going to get it so i like it where at least here you don't have to get there early to to get it for the day um you have better chances of getting it which i assume they're probably going to do that um for any of the new bigger e-track uh e-ticket rides that are going to come out so i thought that was interesting interesting how they changed that where you don't got to be there and they release them throughout the day which makes sense so, yeah, uh, well, so all the good news or good information for everyone that was wondering. Um, lastly, we'll finish this. I just got a call from work, so I'm gonna have to leave here in the next five minutes. So, we'll finish strong with the trailer for Howard. Now, um, I saw the hint of this, and then Tim sent it to me and was like, We need to cover this because it's actually pretty awesome. Um, but basically, it's the gentleman who wrote, he wrote all the music for The Little Mermaid and uh, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, I think, is what they're saying. And um, he basically was a genius. Everyone says that he was great. And then he tells them that, uh, it says in the trailer that uh, nine months later, um, he's gone. He died. Uh, he actually had uh, developed AIDS. And so it's a new documentary that is on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, do you know when it comes out on Disney Plus? August seventh. So August seventh on Disney Plus. Um, uh, it's a different documentary, and you hear all the classic songs and music. And I just kind of liked hearing that in general. It was kind of cool hearing them sing and and whatnot. So I really, 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 really liked that part of it. And it seems like a good story. And it seemed like he was kind of a genius because. You could hear him coaching um, people in the trailer. It was just super, super cool. Yeah, it was. I, I saw that pop up uh, when we were talking earlier today. I'm like, ooh, that could be, um, you know, an interesting documentary there. And it's one of those people that, yeah, their their name appears in the credits, but, you know, they're, they're more the behind the scenes of it. It's not like the, you know, Alan Menken, who's a, you know, a composer, or um, oh, what the heck is her name? Jody Benson, who is you know sings uh, as Ariel's voice and sings. You always see them because when they're uh, doing any songs anywhere, whether it's at D23 or any Disney, um, it's, just event, them. it's them two out there. You know, Alan Menken playing the piano, and you know Jody Benson, or you know um, oh, who the heck was the other one? The Murder She Wrote gal. Um, on Beauty and the Mrs. Potts on uh, Beauty and the Beast. You know, it's Angela Lansbury. It's them singing. Um, so you always see them and you recognize them because you know their their voice and they do all of these PR things where you got the guys like, hey, he, you know, one guy composed, the other guy sang. This guy wrote the words to it, you know, and then you got, the, you know, Sherman Brothers as well as everything that they did where this guy, you know, I would have had, you know, to be honest, I thought it was Alan Menken that, wrote or, or Sherman brothers that did it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was, it's looks really interesting. And just a little tidbit it, it, on this article that I was reading about 
I guess he fought to keep part of your world, the song in the little mermaid. So they were going to take that out and he fought to keep it in there. And, you know, we saw what big of a success that, that came to be. So which, which that was the actual, that was the actual song that they show um, him coaching uh, her on when they do the trailer. That's what you see is him coaching. Oh, her okay. Yeah. Yep. So it'll, it'll, it looks looks good. Um, I think Don Hahn's uh, the producer on it, and he's done a couple other ones. I can't remember them off the top of my head. Um, and he's he's really good. And Disney um, backs him because I know some people will put it out, um, and they you know put Disney in a in a bad light maybe. Um, but Don Hahn does does a good job. So definitely on August seventh, or if that's on a. The weekend following, I know what I'll I'll be watching, and I, I like you said, I especially like these where it's the guys behind the scenes um, that you don't know of, and you see what what their life is like, and then it's like, oh, he did this and this and this. Oh my gosh, you know, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have any of these um, iconic so- songs from um, you know the early '90s in all these yeah. Disney movies. So yeah. Well, I think that's it. We recorded for quite a long time, so uh, uh, make sure to go to all of our social media platforms, facebook.com slash FOMOcast. Make sure to click the go to group. Um, go to uh, Twitter, FOMO underscore cast, and FOMO podcast on Instagram. For the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you next time. <laughs>